Springfield Abraham Lincoln Capital Airport Airport Director Mark Han is with us. Mark, good morning to you. Uh, thank you for being uh, uh, so accessible to us for openers and uh, what's new in the world. Yeah, absolutely, Chris. Uh, well, there's a lot going on in the world and you know, certainly a lot going on at the airport. But uh, we certainly find all of ourselves in challenging times with all that's been happening and the announcements yesterday as we you know, look forward to you know, what's happening with schools and sports and, and how we go about our daily lives. And you know, certainly airport uh, here in Springfield uh, does play in a part of many lives on a daily basis. And uh, certainly we have not been uh, immune to uh, what's been happening across the country. Yeah, I wanted to get into a little bit to, uh, first of all, the current status. I'd love to do that on, on you know, because I, I, people uh, come out and they see, you know, the gates up and things like that. And they're like, what's going on here? Whatever. So give us a good update on what's going on with the construction here at the airport. Oh, wow. Um, we we really haven't missed a beat throughout uh, the, epi- uh, the pandemic. And uh, we are actually the last 48 months, thereabouts, uh, the airport is on track to you know, finish and or initiate nearly $57 million worth of improvements to the airport facility. And, uh, you know, for those, for you and the listeners that may say, well, God, that seems like a lot. And, you know, maybe those dollars could go someplace else. The point of the matter is, is a lot of those funds come through the FAA, uh, through the aviation trust fund that's set up uh, for airports and uh uh, airlines and user fees go into a trust fund, and they go back to airports um, to reinvest in the f- infrastructure and facilities, uh, passenger and uh, general aviation facilities to a certain extent, and and obviously the airfield infrastructure. So there is a lot going on. In recent years, we finished uh, major upgrades to our fuel farm, airfield perimeter roads, uh, taxiway improvements, uh, a significant just finished a significant improvement for a local company that just upgraded uh, an aircraft of theirs to allow them to conduct more commerce in and out of the airport. Um, uh, We have greatly uh, increased the uh, equipment, staffing, um, uh, training to a certain extent with our public safety uh, facility in that department uh, who who is charged with safety, security in the airport, our police and fire, and also operations and compliance on the airfield. Uh, and very, uh, you know, quite a few upgrades also to the communications, uh, modernizing a radio, uh, and uh, keeping in contact with the tower and uh, local law enforcement agencies and other assisting agencies that we have. Uh, you know, perimeter fencing, hangars. Um, <laughs> we recently just finished, uh, we've been working with uh, the city and Director Bottom there at Public Works. We recently finished a, a great project. Uh, on the south side of the airport, which eventually would be the back door to the uh, the Commerce Park, but currently does get used heavily with fuel deliveries and airport users on the, on the south complex of the airport. I uh, recently finished the uh, adding a, a new jet bridge and elevator and uh, American with Disabilities uh, updates and, and requirements that uh, certainly we're charged to maintain compliance with. Um, uh, T-hanger resurfacing to uh, to take care of the facilities uh, that uh, house and and uh, cater to the general aviation, uh, business aviation operators at the airport. We've acquired land um, for the protection of uh, the approach surfaces, and um, it's just a lot going on, Chris. There's been a lot of investment. It's been a flurry of activity, and I know I missed things, but but uh, as 
as uh, people that been to the airport um, over the years and you drive through and you're seeing a huge transformation in the terminal complex and the FBO, uh, what, what we call the FBO in the business is the fixed space operator. And for you and the listeners, that's really the general aviation and or the business aviation terminal, um, which is really the front door uh, to the community when you know, businesses and private jet uh, uh, operators uh, come in and uh, they enter through the doors. And right now they're seeing a $10 million renovation of those facilities. And uh, those facilities are in keeping or, or, or similar to what you would find in very large metropolitan areas like Phoenix, you know, LA, New York, Chicago. Um, we have really put Springfield on the map and we've done that in a very economical and environmentally friendly way is we have used existing concrete and uh, steel structures that have been in place uh, since uh, in some, some cases the late 50s and into the 1960s. And we've renovated three very large hangars, um, anywhere from you know, 12 to 15,000 upwards to 22,000 uh, square feet. And we have totally gutted um, the interior uh, between uh, the interior of a single story space in between what we call hangars one and two and created a first class modern uh, general aviation gateway into the capital city. And in doing so, many may, may remember what the previous facility looked like and we had a dilapidated and, and um, you know, a poorly maintained facility that at one time was a, was a hotel uh, facility in, in that area that has been raised. And in place of that, we are uh, going to maintain a community room uh, for our general aviation, flying clubs, the Experimental Aircraft Association, and certainly two offices. We do have a, a doctor on the field that continues to uh, provide uh, uh, airman medicals. Um, so we are providing a new space uh, that's easily accessible to the public. And uh, in close proximity to this, this is something that I've heard for many years uh, since I've been here is, you know, how many um, people and uh, growing up in Springfield remember coming out to the restaurant or coming out to, you know, uh, you know watch airplanes and, and to really take in uh, what, what the airport has to offer as far as just sightseeing and enjoying aircraft is we are uh, right now uh, as part of the FBO facility looking at an observation deck that would be open to the public uh, so people can come out. We have a lot of uh, students and classes that like to come out and have uh, tours of the facility. So that is also in, uh, in the works as well. And, and that whole complex for the uh, general aviation, the business um, uh, side of the facility is key. It's absolutely a key and it's a, it's a, a, a tool on our tool chest as, as you will with the economic development uh, efforts as we move forward in this community. And that's one thing that uh, community leaders, economic development leaders in the airport, uh, we do not have to worry about making a bad first impression when someone flies in a 15, 30, 50 million dollar jet into Springfield that wants to conduct business, expand business and whatnot. Um, so, so with that, we've actually have a, a newly designated road that actually uh, links the main airport terminal uh, access road into that facility, and that's that was part of a uh, over a 2.5 million dollar project that locally Truman Fat, uh, Truman Flat has uh, has been working on for us, and hopefully that uh, all the uh, um, all the details will be completed yet this construction year. But with that project, we've expanded the parking lot 
And uh, for those that are uh, familiar with the airport in the past, it, we kind of had a squirrely S-turn exit out of the airport, and we have now uh, a very easily uh, navigable um, uh, roadway through the airport terminal. We have a two-lane road going through, and we have a return to terminal loop, um, you know, so we can come back to the airport if you forget something or if you're still waiting for a passenger and you can't find, you know, a parking spot to wait. However, um, with that, uh, yeah, I will also like to mention Halverson, Halverson Construction. This has been a multi-year project with the fixed space operator and the general aviation facility. Um, a great local contractor, and they've done a wonderful job. Truman Flat has, you know, done great work out here at the airport. And just recently, this last year, we've initiated uh, nearly a seven million dollar project at the airport uh, main terminal complex. And you know, local contractors, uh, Valentine Construction and Artie Lawrence, uh, Artie Lawrence, uh, with the second phase, nearly a, a six million dollar project to expand um, parts of the airport facility. Um, the main reason uh, why we wanted to do this, obviously we want to update you know, some interior, um, um, interior finishes and modernize the terminal in certain areas. We're, we're adding you know, water, ball, water ball filling stations, a, a family restroom, but more importantly, really what we wanted to do was clean up that security checkpoint uh, uh, lane in the area where people process through the transportation security checkpoints uh, facility to enter into the secure lounge. Post 9-11, um, pre-9-11, that area was actually an entrance, a vestibule into the airport. And post 9-11, um, all secured uh, uh, passengers moved through that one checkpoint. And over the years, it's it's been you know, every time there's a new security gadget, gizmo, or a different process, uh, they require more square footage. And uh, with with all that they have to do and all their requirements, the facility was not set up to actually meet the needs of uh, the growing TSA requirements and all that they do to process passengers. So the expansion uh, to the north uh, in that area of the terminal uh, facility was actually um, a deliberately standardized design um, security lane that we work very closely with the Transportation Security Administration uh, to put into place. And uh, we, will, we will properly use a lot of the real estate rather than, hey, here's another 100 square foot for you know, this type of gadget that they need to have. So, uh, which is going to provide more room inside of the security. Uh, uh, a lot of construction going on. Yeah, a lot, so, of, a lot, lot yeah. of stuff. A lot yeah, of exactly. construction going on. <laughs> yeah. well, uh, yeah, Mark so, Hanna, <laughs> um, yeah. hey, we got to take a break uh, and get some commercials in. You're with us for the entire hour here. Yeah, uh, Greg Bishop over in the newsroom, by the way. Good morning. <laughs> uh, Very good. Hey, good to see you. Good to hear you, Greg. Yeah, yeah uh, But yeah, we'll just we'll, we'll wind you back up and <laughs> get you around right on the other side um, because uh, yeah, we got we got bills to pay here. But uh, this is important information, uh, of course. Uh, a lot of investment into the airport. A lot of updates. Uh, definitely want to talk about um, uh, you know how the airport's being utilized right now hearing a lot about construction projects but 
How can we get more flights in and out of that airport, uh, especially when we're looking at a global pandemic? So we definitely want to get to that as well. Mark, let's let's address, if we could, for a little bit, uh, the criticism of the mayor that he had made uh, a couple of days ago about the fact that we lost some jet service to Decatur, uh, JetBlue, I believe it was, for a New York-type flight or whatever. You know, what what are we doing? You know, what what is the process, first of all? I mean, because basically Capital Airport had nothing going on until you got here, and then you've got to things going with Florida and some other things going on in American Airlines. But what is in the process of, of getting these uh, fl- uh, airlines to, to invest in the community and to get flights out of Capitol Airport uh, to go places? Yeah, a- yeah absolutely, Chris. Um, it's, it's quite a process, and it's not one person or three people. It takes a community. It takes a village to actually build air service and, and move things forward. Uh, you know, with all the improvements, you know, we're, we're primed and we're going to be poised for growth in the future. Um, you know, and with, with the value that we've done in the terminal moving forward, uh, seven million versus you know spending upwards to hundred million dollars on a new terminal is is just uh, crazy. And as you look at air service now, uh, we, we, let's talk a little bit about pre-COVID and currently now, and and the outlook. Obviously, um, when this all hit, uh, air traffic drastically dropped, as we all know. Uh, just as everything else did, um, you know, across the country and here locally. And, uh, you know, while this is going on in, you know, March, April, and May, uh, there were barely a handful of, of passengers getting on it. And we, we, um, we track really closely with the national averages uh, as far as each day throughout, you know, this, this terrible time. Uh, passengers traveled compared to the same day the previous year, 95% down across the country. Um, so we we've been struggling, and certainly you know, uh, not we, but we as 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 a community and a nation struggling with the decrease in business. And when the uh, payroll protection programs came out, um, uh, the airlines had a similar deal, a little bit different than what the SBA did. And the federal government actually issued uh, uh, you know a list of airports and the minimum service levels that they have to maintain if they're going to get uh, any action. Uh, with some of this, uh, the financial assistance, uh, and as such, um, you know, for a few weeks, uh, SkyWest, who is a uh, an operator for United, actually combined a few flights with Decatur and Springfield. Um, that is no longer happening. That was a uh, a short term fix to you know keep them in compliance with the DOT um, and still try to accommodate a schedule where. You know, I'm, I'm talking single-digit passengers are flying and into an airport. Hubs across the country, uh, such as O'Hare, are, you know, in between banks are, they're a ghost town. There's, there's no one there other than when, when uh, I think, with a couple banks a day. Uh, so I don't, I guess I don't know, uh, unless there's something I, out there that I'm not aware of. JetBlue is a large operator in the East Coast. I've never, I haven't heard of them starting service in Decatur. Uh, the only thing is that we, we had combined flights with the Decatur, and actually they made uh, economic sense, I mean environmental sense, and, and quite frankly, I don't think none of us you know, want businesses, businesses to stay open uh, just for the sake of staying open and, uh, and losing money. So, uh, And with that, as, as we talk about air service movement in the future, who knows what it's going to look like, um, is, you know, just as with we're seeing a decrease in Amtrak service, uh, the bus and touring um, uh, you know, bus and Greyhound. So, you know, moving forward, um, this would be very difficult. But historically, what we've done, you know, going back uh, just a few years, we've done something similar with with uh, um, 
we've, we've done something similar with the chamber at the time with, uh, uh, with what they did with the schools with 186 about the perceptions. And we worked with the chamber in the Q5 at the time. We talked about the perceptions as a community, the business community and the, and the local governments that, that have a, you know, that, that, that can help move an agenda forward. And uh, at the time we did this, our traffic was up 46%. We were moving forward, and we are on the cusp of actually trying to work with the airlines, American and United, to uh, you know, put a few more flights in, uh, more frequency, larger, larger planes. And uh, we were looking for pledges, and, and certainly I know the city and the county were both to be working on you know, resolutions uh, supporting the effort and, and uh, you know, updating the travel policies and taking a leadership role moving forward. Um, and then certainly working with, um, you know, folks like Horace Mann, Blue Cross, uh, Bunn, H.D. Smith at the time, you know, they're no longer here, um, um, LRS, you know, some of the, some of the larger, larger companies um, you know, to move forward. And, uh, and uh, you know, some of that was executed and some of it wasn't. But historically, when I meet with airlines, we're very aggressive in air service development, air service marketing uh, to our incumbents. We have an excellent working relationship with American, United, and Allegiant. And quite frankly, there just aren't a lot of other airlines out there after the consolidation of the hubs and the mergers here in recent years. Delta has been purging their regional fleet. And actually, with the COVID um, situation, they have actually terminated all their service out of Peoria. And it's not sure if they will ever go back into Peoria. That's all Delta service. Uh, our friends to the north up in Bloomington have lost American service to Chicago. That, I believe, may come back. You know, and. Throughout all of this, we maintain all three of our airlines. Um, and in looking at this, when, when we talk to the airlines and when they look at our market, um, they want to talk about economics. You know, since 1990 through uh, you know 2018, this is research done by our own uh, University of Illinois Springfield. You know, the national uh, employment um, has raised 45 percent. State of Illinois 24, Sangamon, Springfield, Sangamon County 3.3. And I know this is an issue. Um, that economic development folks are working on um, with the aging and, and the uh, uh, decrease in population. Um, Central Illinois MSA populations, we've decreased over the last nine years, uh, almost 2%. Uh, Peoria's actually decreased, but they're still double uh, the MSA of Springfield. Champaign has actually increased, and Bloomington has, has lost about a percent. Um, and the challenges of air service as far as the location Springfield is the closest airport in Central Illinois to any large airport, and that's St. Louis. We're just over an hour and a half drive to St. Louis, as many of you all know, um, and we lose um, and we lose nearly 60% of our market here that would fly, will fly. We lose 60% of that, and it's and it's single digits to to the rest of the airports in Central Illinois, um, and most of that is actually leisure leisure travel on Allegiant. And, and another thing that um, that they do look at is, you know, how is the economy growing? Um, you know, you look at the uh, you know information put up by the U.S. Mayors and Metro Economics, you know, gross metropolitan product. Um, you know, we have risen almost 11 percent last five years. You know, Peoria uh, they've risen 3.3 percent, but they're still double um, uh, of what uh, we are in the millions. We're 11. They're at 20, Champagne's risen 22, and uh, Bloomington 
So airlines take a look at all of that when they're looking at this, and then also the employment base, you know, the top 10 um, employment uh, centers, uh, the employment um, opportunities in town are government, nonprofits, obviously medical, and um, uh, educational. And uh, rounding out the bottom of that top 10 list are, are two large insurance companies in town um, with uh, Horace Mann and Blue Cross Blue Shield. And then we start talking about um, some of the other smaller uh, or general, you know, across the country, but large here in, in our community with Bunn, Brandt, LRS, and certainly H.D. Smith is, uh, you know, certainly a, was a hit for the, for the community as well. And, and they were fairly active uh, flying as moving forward. And, and with the, uh, the perceptions that we discovered um, versus the realities, the perception of folks flying out of the airport at that time was good, and certainly um, everyone wants more flights, frequencies, options. So do we. You know, it's not like I don't want any of that, and we've been very aggressive in that, but also um, in dismissing any of the claims that all of our flights cancel or not on time, and actually on-time performance uh, to O'Hare. Um, at the time, we were as good, if not better, than most of our peers, um, and the same with cancel flights. And the same goes for uh, Dallas-Fort Worth as far as on-time percentages and cancel flights. We're as good, if not better, in all those categories. So at the end of the day, it really comes down to our economy and uh, what can I take to the airlines to say, uh, how are we any different and why would they put their resource here? Especially pre-COVID, the airlines, as we all know, were, were very successful, making and earning a lot of money. And the the yields that they require, the profitability for each route, uh, the bar has just been raised so much higher sure. at that point in time. So it takes more to actually, you know, get, uh, you know, some basic increases or ads in air service. So, so with that, I think we are all, uh, the airport is definitely on the train to move this community forward. Uh, we're, we're with the mayor, we're with the county board chairman, we're with anyone that wants to get on that train to move uh, the economy of Springfield forward. And uh, we don't want to leave anyone behind. And we're on the train, whether or not we're in the caboose or we're driving the train or we're somewhere in the middle, we're on there. Right now I'm looking at, at our, our invoice and uh, for the Springfield Sangamon Growth Alliance and, and we're updating our uh, economic impact to the community. Uh, hopefully we'll have those numbers out uh, with IDOT uh, here in the next year or so, but I will say Seven, uh, about seven years ago, they, they issued an economic impact of airports in the communities. And Springfield, of the commercial airports, is number four in the state at the time. Yeah, behind O'Hare, behind Midway, behind Rockford. And then it was Springfield at nearly $563 million, over a half billion dollar a year impact to the community. And uh, the number five was actually Moline, you know, at $384 million. And then comes in... Peoria, uh, Bloomington, and Champaign. So there's a lot more than meets the eye when it comes to this airport. We're a 2,400-acre facility. The airbase, we have a museum. They're actually looking, you know, Mr. George and the Air Combat Museum. They just took delivery of a P-40, um, you know, World War II, uh, and they're looking at their the World War II vintage aircraft, looking at a second um, second expansion, and certainly with uh, Standard Arrow. Many people forget about Garrett and Standard Arrow, over 200 employees at that facility. And when that changed hands uh, ownership, there was a meeting with the governor, airport staff, and 
they had a hard, they're just saying, we have a hard time, we're committed to Springfield, but we have a hard time actually meeting uh, the needs of entry level uh, employment opportunities here, and we have to um, re recruit nationwide. And you know, with that, I, I talked to our, our board chair. He made things happen with Mr. Levi and LRS to actually uh, provide funds to the Lincoln Land Community Foundation, Lincoln Land Community College Foundation, and we built them first class classrooms. And this is the most, in my career, the purest type of economic development that, that one can have and we can capitalize on here locally, and that is an employer that has high high wage entry level positions, a, a um, an education workforce training facility that just needed a little modernization, a little help to get to where they need to be to modernize their facility and to expand it to accommodate local business. Once you're done with an 18 month program, uh, there are jobs available that are potentially head of household wage earning right here in Springfield. So. Uh, there's just been a lot going on. We're also, you know, the home of the extension office and uh, numerous, um, you know, FA offices. And and uh, aside from that, we have other commercial businesses that we support. And we recently were part of recruiting a, uh, you know, window and door company to Springfield uh, that uh, that is on one of our properties. So there is a there's a lot going on. Um, air service is not easy. It takes takes a community and it takes a commitment. By everyone to move forward, and in pre-COVID, uh, this last year, I've I met with uh, Spirit, I met with Southwest, I meet with United, I meet with American, I meet with Allegiant, and uh, we're lucky to have Allegiant. If you go back in time, we uh, one reason why we have Allegiant is that we actually proved the market to Allegiant with our direct air service that we started in in 2009, and uh, not nothing to do with us. They had to terminate operations in 12. And in 2012, um, yeah. Allegiant saw that we proved the market to Florida, and they came right back in and and uh, started picking up that service Terrific. to Florida. And is Allegiant still in good shape, Mark? Absolutely. 